stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Truly a historic election last night in Quebec. And the upstart CAQ, Coalition Avenir Quebec, led by Francois Legault, has won a majority government. Uh, Monsieur Legault not wasting any time today in making it clear what he intends to do, which it seems will involve invoking the notwithstanding clause to push through a ban on religious face coverings for public servants. I think that the vast majority of Quebecers, they would like uh, uh, to have a framework where we say people in an authority position, they must not wear religious signs. And uh, if we have to use the notwithstanding clause to apply what wants the majority of Quebecers, will do so. Okay, so that's going to become a flashpoint issue very quickly. But there's a lot more going on here in terms of the rise of this party and the election results last night. And just to put it in context, it's been over 50 years or 50 years or so since Quebec was governed by a party that wasn't the Liberal Party or the PQ. It was also the first time in a very long time that sovereignty, you know, separating, stay a part of Canada was not a defining issue in a Quebec election. Uh, but the liberals uh, seem to have all, all of the advantages going into to the election as incumbents. Uh, they'd had a string of uh, balanced budgets. The economy seemed to be doing well. Uh, but they were turfed from office in a big way. So what do we make of it all? Well, joining us uh, for his thoughts, very pleased to welcome the program, Burl Wiseman, uh, publisher of the Metropolitan, editor-in-chief of the Suburban Newspaper Group, and founder of the president, uh, founder and president of the Institute for Public Affairs of Montreal. Burl, good to talk to you. It's been a while. Welcome back to the program. Always good to talk to you, Rob. So help us understand why we saw such a, a political earthquake last night in Quebec. Well, it, it's not an earthquake for anybody who's been in Quebec because the polls have been showing this going all the way back to November 2017. There's a, first of all, it was a tremendously well-crafted political victory. Francois Legault and the CAC attracted a score of star candidates, many of whom the Liberals tried to get. Uh, really first-rate people ready to govern tomorrow. Mm -hmm. That overcame what was uh, perhaps an image of the CAC as being very rural, uh, very uh, against things as opposed to for things. Secondly, Legault's strategy was a brilliant strategy. We have a problem in Quebec. Our, our rural ridings are much smaller than our urban ridings. He knew his strength was there. They had a couple of dozen uh, MNAs anyway. And he concentrated there. And he put his best candidates there um, because he, he wasn't going to attack the, 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 the fortress of Montreal, the liberal fortress of Montreal and Laval. And, and remember that the CAC had already swept most of Quebec City region in the last election. Um, their polling was first rate. They knew exactly what the numbers were, and I was checking it with my friends from both camps. And the liberal people were amazed at the polling of the CAC. It was the same numbers. So technically, it was a brilliant election. On policy grounds, Legault got across the message that sovereignty is really gone and that you've got a free market option. We want smaller government. We want, as he said in an interview with us, a two-part interview with us uh, back in April, I want to be the business premier. I want to double foreign investment. For that, I know that I've got to make Quebec attractive, not just economically. I've got to lower taxes. Uh, I've got to cut the bureaucracy. He's got a plan to knock out 30,000 civil servants, unionized civil servants, 
to early retirement and then take on another 100,000 positions over the next four years. Uh, he knows he's got to change the, 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 the command state compliance mentality of Quebec. Uh, we lose 19 working days a year to compliance of government. This is, this is a trend that you're seeing every year. I think you're seeing in Alberta. People are getting tired of command state centralized planning. It's not working. The health uh, reforms, in quotations, that were put into, into effect just created a disaster. And that was the, almost an example of what, of what Legault was against. He wants to he wants to allow a certain degree of private services in the health in the healthcare system to relieve the pressure. All these things, less bureaucracy, lower taxes, more investment, more choices, all resonated with Quebecers. Which may surprise people from outside of Quebec. Here in Alberta, that that seems like a, a radical concept in a Quebec context. That, that that's not the kind of message that Quebecers would buy into. So, what has changed? What has changed is that you have, in the past 10 years particularly, many young Francophones who are leaving. They've had it. They've, they're done. Uh, they, they know they, they're not buying the old sovereignty message of you're lost in a sea of Anglophones. You can't compete. Let the government protect you. Give us all the power. Give us all the taxes. They are picking themselves up and going wherever they, they want to go. Toronto, Calgary, New York. It doesn't matter where. They're very confident in themselves, and they're tired of that message. They want to do business. The message of, of Legault was Quebec is open for business, and that resonated. The times there are changing. The majority population is changing. They're fully confident in themselves. They're well-educated. They're done with the old, with the old wars. That's a good thing. Indeed, As indeed. you said, first election in 50 years where sovereignty was not an issue, and the importance, by the way, of a big tax victory was that the Liberals aren't disappearing. We know about the big red machine and on all that. Mm-hmm. But we now have two Federalist, or ostensibly Federalist alternatives um, who will defend Quebec's interests with Ottawa, but within a united Canada. And nobody can say, oh, the cap came in, it's a minority government. No, they, they, they steamrolled the opposition and... We have a new political reality on the ground. Yes, 35% of Quebecers voted for two parties of the left who are both sovereigns. I don't think that 30, 35% is ever going to disappear. But the only parties with official status in the Assembly are two Federalist parties, the Liberals and the CAC, because neither Quebec Solidaire, whose leader had to admit that their policies are somewhat socialist and even Marxist, and the Party Québécois did not reach official party status, which requires 12 seats or 20% of the vote. So that means less funding for them. They don't get to ask as many questions. And for the first time, if you can imagine this, in, in, in 50 years, the government and the opposition, the sovereignty is not an issue. That's something. It's stunning. I mean, if you told someone that a decade ago, told someone a decade ago that uh, in 2018 the, the Bloc Québécois will be in shambles, the Parti Québécois will be reduced to non-party status... Uh, they wouldn't have believed it. Look, there's been a lot of que- there's been a lot of questions about Francois Legault. You know, he started out in the PQ, but he's a businessman. Mm-hmm. He's one of the founders of Air Transat, very successful airline. This is the 20th year of him going into politics in the government of Lucien Bouchard. Uh, you have to take somebody after a certain. Uh, he's but he's been at the, the CAC for seven years, and remember that his co-founder with the CAC, Charles Sirois, is the brilliant international businessman who did was behind Teleglobe. He put Canadian telecommunications all around the world. Certainly not no sovereignty politics in his background. And they started this in 2011. 
And people have to, you know, look at somebody and say, okay, you know, uh, he was what he was and he is what he is today. And Legault was able to convince uh, almost 40% of Quebecers, the popular vote was remarkable, that uh, he, this is his agenda to get Quebec moving, to make it an easier place to live. The liberal, the liberal slogan was making life easier for Quebecers, but their making it easier did not mean recognizing that the government is one of the biggest burdens we have to face. The yoke of the highest taxation in the Western, in the Western industrialized world, uh, a, a massive bureaucracy, five times bigger than California, which has a population equal to Canada's. We've got five times the number of bureaucrats for 8 million people that California has for 35 million. Yeah. Legault understood that people were tired. It's heavy living in Quebec. He wants to make it lighter. Your thoughts, though, on the immigration issue which came up during the campaign and how the CAQ has, has approached that. Now we, we see today the secularism debate, which has certainly been around for some time in Quebec. Uh, do, do you have concerns? Look, even on the, on two, there are two questions on the immigration thing. First, he wants to reduce immigration by 18%. He wants to take in 18% less immigrants in Quebec than last year. Reasonable people can discuss the merits of that. There was a time, remember, and Legault has mentioned this, and appropriately so, where Canada kicked the immigrants. This was before the, the, um, the point system. We picked immigrants based on their ability to adapt to a Western country and on the skills they brought. After the point system was introduced in 1979 federally, that was considered discriminatory to pick the best. Uh, and the most talented immigrants. I'm not sure that that was so discriminatory. But be that as it may, you could have a, de- a reasonable debate on that. His other suggestion of the business of we're going to test immigrants up to three years for language skills and for value skills, uh, horrible idea, horrible thought, a non-starter, can't be done, shouldn't be done, shouldn't be discussed. And he had a bad week. His third week was around that, and he started to backtrack from that. So that was a... That was a, a bad, bad stumble, a bad thing to do. I think he's buried that. I don't think he's going to bring that out again. Yeah. As far as your question, but the notwithstanding thing today, mm-hmm. I don't like the notwithstanding thing for anything. Um, the idea of no religious symbols where the intellectual character of a society's form, that is, in the legislature, in the courts, in our public security, even with public school teachers, not in hospitals or social services, is not a foreign idea. President Sarkozy of France did it and did it successfully and was applauded for it by most Western nations who value a firewall between faith and state. It's a very strong feeling in Quebec. Um, Is it the most burning issue? No. Is it an issue? Yes. Uh, I hope he doesn't use notwithstanding clause because that'll bring all kinds of problems uh, into it. Uh, and we'll see. Listen, we're not, nobody's going to agree with everything any leader does. Well, certainly a historic election result, and it's going to be very interesting to see how this all plays out going forward. Much more at thesuburban.com. Beryl, thanks so much for the insight. Always great chatting with you. My pleasure. Take care. Uh, that is Beryl Wiseman, uh, editor-in-chief of the Suburban Newspaper Group, founder and president of the Institute for Public Affairs of Montreal's uh, thesuburban.com. Uh, and he's got an editorial posted uh, on just how truly significant and historic this all is. 
974-8255. We'll come back. We'll talk a bit more about some of the fallout from last night's election in Quebec. More of the fallout from this uh, giant snow mess we're dealing with today and a lot more going on. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.